You're listening to the JTD Coaches Me podcast with your host, Joanne Tierney Daniels. Tune in as Joanne chronicles her journey from imposter to empowerment. Joanne discusses real life with real people. You'll be captivated by her guests and their stories. Regardless of whether you leave laughing or crying, one thing is certain. Each episode will make you think about life from a different perspective. Listen in and join the journey as Joanne and her guests explore the best strategies to promote personal growth, find your authentic self, and live your best life. Hi, I'm Joanne Tierney Daniels, a life mindset and relationship coach and the host of the JTD Coaches Me podcast. Today, I will be discussing the topics of body image, limiting beliefs, and how to find your personal strength. But I don't think I can handle this one on my own. My guest today possesses both inner and outer strength. Larnie Mulvey is a speaker, mind strength coach, and power lifter. She is the founder of Strong and Mighty Strong Mind Able Body. Her mission is to empower people to release their strength, embrace their power, and become the strongest version of themselves. And Larnie's purpose is to build people's confidence, promote an inner positive outlook, and to create a movement that provides a supportive network of people to connect with. Her purpose to help others find their true strength became clearer in her professional career as a certified athletic trainer, and then again as she started powerlifting. She uses the lessons learned as a powerlifter to help people understand that connecting the strong mind with an able body brings confidence, positive self-belief, and a supportive community that can erase the feeling of being held back. Hi, Larnie. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. (laughs) It's such a pleasure. So please tell our listeners more about you, how you got started and the path to how you came to be where you are today. Yeah, so my path to where I'm at now really started as me as a young girl and moving from the Philippines, I'm an immigrant, so from the Philippines to the U.S. So pretty much an Asian woman growing up in America where I would see so much through television and through interactions with Americans. And I didn't know who I was. It really came down to, I wasn't sure about who I should be because I really was following my Asian culture, my Asian beliefs and being small, being quiet, don't ruffle any feathers. But then also in my heart and in my soul, I wanted to be the strong woman, even from when I was younger. So I I already knew that I had like a physical strength in me, but I needed to connect my mind to it. So my confidence waned. I went through that roller coaster ride of the teen angst of not knowing who I was through. I went through the anger and depression and like suicidal thoughts as a teenager. But now I had to really pivot myself and understand that I really needed to be who I was. And I really needed to know who I was inside and build my confidence up to a level that I wanted to be. Like I had to build the mentor that I was looking for. So fitness was always part of my life. And I've always wanted to be the one that lifts like the heaviest weight as I possibly could because I wanted to challenge myself. And coming to powerlifting now has really turned my life around. I I was telling a friend of mine earlier that I feel like now in my life, I'm like the happiest in my life right now. I am lifting the heavy weights. I'm competing. I am sharing my journey of getting people to use 
that whisper that they have to like bring it out of them. So letting them use their voice and teaching them that your mind and your body, once they connect, there's so much out there and so much possibility that you can tap into. That's amazing. I know you said you were a tomboy growing up and in some regards, your father treated you as a stereotypical boy when you were a teen. At the same time, you weren't allowed to play sports when you were younger. With that mixed messaging present in your life, yes, was it difficult to, for you to find your identity as a teen? Yes. I mean, imagine all those mixed messages like, hey, Lauren, you're going to get up and you're going to mow the lawn and clean the gutters and stuff, almost like what a, a son would do. But then, you know, you can't use your physical strength or your athleticism. You can't use that as a benefit for you. And so that teen angst really kind of drove me to not knowing who I was because it was the mixed messages. And then what I saw on American television, like, why can't I have blonde hair? Why can't I be like six foot tall? And why can't I have like the family that I saw on TV? So when it came to like finding my identity, it was, it was a tough one. If I could show you pictures of what I was in as a young girl, as a teenager, you would see so many different levels of who I was. Identity was a challenge. Finding my identity was a challenge. So especially during those developmental years and your desires were stifled by what you've classified as cultural programming and your father's expectations of a woman. I mean, how did those influences affect you as you were trying to come out and and date and, and have a social life? Was that impacted as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The one time I was trying to ask my dad if I could date, what he told me, he's like, you are not an American. We do not date like American girls do. (laughs) And I was like, what does that mean? (laughs) But it was it was really hard growing up trying to find my path. Like my dad was very old fashioned. He was still kind of like he wanted his girls to be strong. But then he it was like, we can't be too strong. He wants us to be strong women. He wants to be strong kids, but we can't be too strong. And I feel like that same messaging still happens today. Like, you know, we want, we want strong women, but we can't be too strong. (laughs) And that's really like, that's really kind of traveled in my life. Like the questioning of who I am and where I stand when it comes to being a female and being like, how strong should I be? It's always like, kind of like that questioning. And I think that's, that stems from my dad having that, that image of what a Filipino girl should be. And then finally, when you went into grad school, you finally rebelled a little bit and you found yourself out and and in the party scene. And and what do you think was the catalyst that finally prompted that rebellion? So that rebellion, I went back to grad school later in life and I went to out of state. So I wasn't, I didn't have my support system with my family. So I was by myself and the pivot in my life that that turning point was when I met a gentleman and he came in at the right time of my life where I was lonely and I wasn't really sure where I wanted to be. And I was just kind of depressed because I didn't have my support system from home. And he came into my life and said the right things. (laughs) He was able to just like do like that mind manipulation of trying to use like my sexuality, like how much I love my sexuality. I was very confident in my sexuality. And he used that 
almost like as a punishment. And he would say, he would like go off and talk to other girls. And then I said, okay, if you want to date other people, go ahead. That's fine. I don't care. But then he would be like, well, then you're not going to date anybody either. And I was like, excuse me? So really that turning point for me, like that brought my confidence down to a level where it was, I lost my identity again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like I found it in my 20s and built myself up to where I wanted to be. And then this one, one person knocked me down again. And then I was like, back to square one. But that relationship that I had with this guy, like if I could, if I saw him again today, I wouldn't be bitter towards him because he really taught me a lot about myself. He really almost made me more strong, made me stronger than I thought I could ever be. And I would thank him. Like, I would be like, hey, dude, hey, you know what? We had a great partnership, great relationship, but whew, I'm so glad that we're not together. Because, <laughs> because I mean, what I learned from you as a person for me has really just shifted my life. So thank you. I would tell him thank you. <laughs> That's very mature and enlightened. So was this the gentleman who, you know, I know we talked about your dating mm-hmm. life and you, after you went to therapy and you began to turn your life around and then you were finally able to pursue weightlifting, mm-hmm. yet you had to conform to the pressures of a man that you were dating. Yes. And this was like a long time ago. Like the first time I've ever got introduced to fitness and weights, I was actually, I was dating a guy. And he was the one that that introduced me to heavy weights. Like I went to a gym that wasn't like a traditional commercial gym. It was actually a gym that was specifically for like bodybuilders and powerlifters and stuff. And when I got hold of like heavier weights, I felt in my element. I loved it. And after a while, he would see that I would do the exercises that he was doing, but a little bit heavier. And he would tell me kind of in this roundabout way, he would just be like, Hey, you know, why don't you kind of back off on some of those weights? Because you're you're kind of lifting more than me. (laughs) You know, it's like that, that joking, (laughs) joking, but they always say like 50% of joking is kind of the truth. And so when he told me that, that really like made me think like, okay, am I supposed to be doing this? Am I supposed to be lifting heavy? Again, an identity crasher because it's like, okay, I want to be strong. (laughs) I want to lift heavy, but do I conform to what this guy wants because I want him to like me? So that was such a heartbreaking moment for me when I actually conform. I chose to put myself in a box that he wanted me in. Well, luckily now the glass is shattering, but powerlifting is still predominantly a male sport. And I suspect there are many men who feel threatened by a woman who actively participates in this sport. Have your relationships in other arenas, either personally and professionally, been impacted by your athleticism as well? The lessons that powerlifting has taught me has definitely made me a stronger person mentally and not just physically. Like it's really taught me like, hey, your challenges on the platform 
you're going to have to handle those just like how you're handling professional relationships, just like how you're handling um, personal relationships. And it's interesting that I don't really know what the newest statistics are with powerlifting, but so many women are starting to get into powerlifting. And it's because of that community, the supportive community. There are some men who are like, oh my God, you're, why are you trying to lift like us? You know, you're not, you're not a guy. But really the bar tells you the truth and let it let, it's like, let us like, well, what is it so hard to let us lift the bar? You know, and, and if we make an attempt and we don't fulfill the attempt, okay, but like, let us. <laughs> let us see our own capabilities and let your opinions about us leave that to yourself. Leave those opinions to yourself because we're, you know, strong women are going to do strong things. As and they should, as they should. Exactly. And, you know, that's really like part of my mission for my company. And like, I, I want to bring these, I know that they're strong. I know these women are strong. I know women are strong. Why are we not accepting it? Why are we holding it back? Right. And celebrating. What role did body image and the stereotypical depictions of femininity and masculinity play in your development, both before and after you had your awakening? So when I was younger, when it comes to like strength sports or strength athletes, there's always like that visual perception. So bodybuilding, there's like the different, different levels where you have like bikini physique and bodybuilding. There's like different levels. And for me, being 5'1", 230 pounds, short, stocky woman, I tried to fit in those smaller physique categories. But it just, it just didn't work for me because the training for that included eating like rice and vegetables and chicken. And I'm sorry, for me being a Filipino woman, we I love my Filipino food. I love rice. I have rice for breakfast sometimes. And that was really like one of the changing moments. Like, why didn't I choose one over the other? And it was really directed because I was too proud to like get smaller, I guess. I was too proud to like push myself to get like smaller. And I didn't want to sacrifice what I enjoyed, which were like family dinners and going out to eat, you know, we're social beings and we want to go out to eat. And, and I just couldn't like be the one that sits there having like a, you know, chicken and brown rice that, and while everybody's eating like, you know, hamburgers and fries. And I think that's what the whole body image for me, it just, it didn't fit who I was. And once I became comfortable knowing that, okay, Strength sports are for me. Endurance sports are not like I, I tried to run a marathon. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> my body is not made for that. I am made to be like lifting heavy things, putting them down. So really, once I learned my strength, I stuck with it and I really enjoyed it. It was like I was fighting the idea of being strong for a long time. And then when I accepted the idea and the notion that I'm like, you know what, I'm pretty strong. I'm going to go with it. It, I never look back. I've heard the quote many times now that, and it's actually the, the motto of the gym that I go to for women that strong is the new skinny. Yes. So, yeah. So that's and that kind of, that kind of like makes me want to pull my eyeballs out a little bit too, because it's like strong doesn't really, like, I think that depiction of strong and skinny doesn't equal, like in my mind, it doesn't equal strong is just strong. 
like it doesn't have to be compared to like skinny or big or whatever. I feel just like strong is strong. Like the weight will tell you the truth. hundred percent. You can either lift 400 pounds or you can't. True. You know, so there's girls who are more slender than I am that can lift 402 pounds. That's amazing. So most of us have an issue with our body at some point in our lives. How do you overcome that, particularly when it comes to parts of ourselves that we can't change? I really believe in understanding that we have one body. We have this one vessel that we need to take care of. And we talk about self-care all the time. We talk about like eating and meditation and yoga, you know, all that stuff. But let's take that away and understand what's really in our hearts. We have this body that we need to cherish. We need to love our bodies. We need to know that it's so much more capable of what we think we can do. And we have to be knowing of that. We have to own ourselves more and be confident. I mean, we can pick and prod and like poke our, oh my God, look at this, look at that. But really like, this is the the body that you were given. Yes, we can like tweak it by doing things, but really like enjoy the body that you have. Enjoy that it can support you to move. Enjoy and be grateful for the strength that you are given now and that you know that you could be more. And I just feel like that needs to be more addressed with us inside. So we know that we have to love ourselves and love our body. So what is your definition of strength? And how do you explain that connection between our emotional strength and our physical strength? Is there a connection or can they live independently? Ooh, that's a great question. Because I feel like it can go both ways. It can definitely go both ways. So like when I think of when I'm competing and there are a thousand people, loud noises around me, and it's really between me and the weight to do my attempt. I have to tune out the distractions that make me lose focus. Because once I lose my focus, I'll lose my technique. I may not end up doing the lift that I want. I may injure myself. So that connection, when you have to, like your emotions can really talk you out of doing something physically. Like you can have the fear, like you have, oh my God, that's a really, you know, that's really hard. I don't know if I could do it. And then you start talking yourself out of doing the attempt and then it doesn't happen. But I'm my own personal cheerleader. Like I really, I, when I get up to the bar, I, I really like talk to myself and it, you know, it's like, I say, come on, Larnie, do it. Come on, get it. Let's go. Come on. And even though I can hear my coach yelling at me as well, and my teammates yelling at me as well, it's really up to me. I really need to connect like my mind. Okay. You're going to do this. This is what you're going to feel. This is, it might be a struggle, but it's something that I have to tell myself. And when your mind and your body connect, again, it knows what you have to do. It knows that at the end, you're going to feel amazing. So let's connect them. Now, that second part where I feel like they can kind of be separate, it's it's in those moments of silence or quiet 
where you're sitting and you, it's like that overthinking. You end up overthinking what you're going to do. You overthink what's going to happen. And I feel like when it's separate, when you become to like separate your overthinking versus your body, it doesn't connect. And then now they're going two different directions. And now like, oh, yeah, you're, you're questioning this, but you want to do this. And then it's like, it's up to you to make that decision, but it's also up to you to connect what you need to do. Right. So I love both parts of that. I love the concept of being your own, your biggest fan, the president of your fan club. So I think that that's really important for self-development, you know, regardless of who's in your corner, if you're not in your corner, you're never going to be successful. Who's going to be, yes. So I love that aspect. And and I do love the the concept of physical and emotional strength. I think that, I think they can be independent of one another because we do have people who cannot have physical strength. So in their instances, I think that there can be a divide. But I think for people who are capable of physical strength, and if you don't capitalize on that, if you don't capitalize on your strengths, regardless of which one it is, and mm-hmm. develop the weakness, that you're always going to be a deficit in a deficit in your life. Correct. So and you're always I, fighting. You're always, you're always fighting. fighting. Yeah. An internal battle. Just like you said, you have those two warring factions and nothing is ever accomplished during war. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's, that's just... So tell me more about your mission and how you help others find their strength. So my mission right now, I have I have this initiative in my mind, my vision initiative, and it's called the Women's Strength Initiative. And it really brings the education piece into women's lives, meaning I want to be able to provide access to women when it comes to like strength. Like you asked me, you're like, what is my definition of strength? And a lot of women don't really know, or the first thing that they think about is physical, when really it's all encompassing. And, you know, it encompasses your confidence, it encompasses your self ownership, your self awareness, what your actions are, what are you telling yourself? So there's just a lot of moving parts when it comes to strength. And like, when I was growing up, this was something that wasn't really talked about like how to be strong. It was like, you go with the punches, you know, you roll with and you roll it and you see what you learn. And I think nowadays with the age of technology and like easy access to education, like those need to be addressed. Like I think those need to be addressed because it'll change some of the narrative that's been carried on, you know, since we were cavemen cave in the cavemen world, you know, like we need to continue to build these strong women and young girls, because those are going to be there our next generation. And this initiative, like I want to give them access. I want to give them understanding of what strength is and health and fitness. I mean, we're always talking about being healthier, but are we really showing them how to be healthy all around? not just like eating and physical, but like all around, you have to include that mental part of being strong. So that's part of my mission is to have that women's strength initiative. I just have like brought that up to, you know, like in the last maybe like two months, like that's become like a new, new initiative for me, but it's really clarified the purpose and my mission in my company. Like, I really want to let these young women, let these even older women, let's try to erase some of the the old 
thinking that we shouldn't be. We need to be, you know, we shouldn't this, we wouldn't be, you know, like, let's erase some of those non-committal thinkings into action because we can talk about it all we want, but we really need to do is like have some action behind it too. And with like my summits, I did a, a standing and strength summit last year in October, and it was like the start of all this. It was the start of like, let, let's bring these women to light. Let's support these women. Let's get this community rolling because we need it. I agree. And so I agree with uh, not only are, are, the, are these young girls our next generation, they're our next generation of leaders, you know, because they're coming into our own. Women are coming into their own and they're going to have many more opportunities to be in positions of power than ever before. And I think, too, the older women in my generation, you know, I'm, I'm older than you are, but I think that they do want growth in their lives. But oftentimes they're seeking it through therapy. Mm-hmm. And therapy looks at the past and you're doing a lot of talking and rehashing. I think that they don't realize that coaching is something that's going to propel you into action. It's mm-hmm. going to move you towards the life that you want. A therapist is going to listen to what you want to discuss, but you know they're not necessarily going to get you to move forward. They're going to help you resolve the past. But how do you get yourself into the future in a place that you right. want to be moving forward? Correct. So in that vein, what advice would you give to young people to today who might feel stuck or struggling to find their identities or want to pursue extracurricular activities that others might perceive as atypical or not suited to their gender? I really think with the younger generation now, they really need to know that there are many options and that they have choices. You know, social media has definitely kind of guided a few few ways of thinking, especially for the young generation, where, you know, they see the same things over and over again. They have to understand that there's choices outside from what they are, like, seeing with binoculars, you know, like the little uh, pigeonhole. But, like, I don't know what everyone's situation is. But for me, I needed to try. I needed to try different things. I needed to be more aware of the moments that I found joy in, because those are the moments that I brought with me throughout my life. And fitness was my, my thing was my moment. And I think kids nowadays are so they need to like have more exposure to different avenues of releasing energy whether it be yoga, fitness, or anything like that, reading a book or writing art that continues for me, like it needs to be something that these kids can see that they like something. Like they have to try it before. Like don't come to me and tell me that you didn't try and then just say you don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, like try it. If you don't like it, okay. But if you don't like it now, maybe it's something you'll like in the future. And I I think like the choices that the kids have now, you know, like give them the ideas, give them the support system that they, if they're like yearning for something to try, like, hey, you know what, try it. If it's something that people can do to help these young kids, you know, like programs and support groups and just having that visual mentorship where they are like, oh, I kind of want to be like, you know, this, at least they're like trying to be something. And knowing and having a choice, you know, 
And it's so critical now because many of the things during quarantine and COVID have been taken from them. So mm-hmm. you really have to be much more creative today and find other avenues than independently than they would have before because they yeah. were so reliant on, on what schools offered, you know, so, so you're right about that. And I also think they have to know that there's other things out there besides them. You know, like, hey, why don't you lend a hand? Just to like a volunteer group if they can, you know, like help out your neighbor or something like that, like get you out of that monotonous sitting in the virtual classroom, you know, like, hey, let's let's do something else. Let's get the mind going. Let's get the blood going. And then that creativity can kind of like come out of them. And I do. I preach that to my sons all the time. I mean, service is one of the pathways to happiness. You know, when you're of service, you never feel more fulfilled than the opportunity to help someone else. And I think if you learn that at a young age, I mean, you're really Mm -hmm. setting yourself up for success. Yes. Yes. I totally agree. So I hate to let you go. And it's been (laughs) so I, you know, I want to keep you here. I have a sleeping bag here for you. But but (laughs) is there anything else you want to tell us about before you go? Give us your wisest words of wisdom to close the segment. My wisest word. This is a saying that I have like kind of come about for myself. And I say, cry in strength instead of struggle. And what I mean about that is you're not crying and like sulking, you're crying and like breaking free, breaking through these walls, like breaking through and just like, it's like a warrior cry of like, yes. So that's what I mean. And like, we're all going to go into, into some kind of struggle. So that's why I say cry in strength, cry in your own power, cry in your own self and know that you have the power instead of the struggle. You know, the struggle is what built you. Once you've gotten over it, now it's time for you to move forward. So that's definitely one of the sayings that I've been saying for a little bit now. And just to let you know, like have a book coming out, March 13, 2021. The last time I talked to you, I wasn't even like, <laughs> it was kind of like still in the works. But yeah, March right, 13, That's amazing. We'll have to talk again after the launch. Before you go, tell the listeners, you know, how they can find you and learn sure. more about you and find you directly. Sure. I'm on Instagram. It's at Larnie Mulvey. You can see I post a daily post of a, like a strength seal, kind of like a motivational thing every day. You'll see some of the training that I do. You can see me struggle under the bar and stuff like that. You'll see the updates on any kind of podcasts or books or anything that I'm on or any events. You'll see that on the Instagram page, but also you can hop on to LarnieMulvey.com and that. It's my landing page. So if you want to get a hold of me, there's a contact button on there and you can book some time with me. Perfect. Now, do you have a title for the book yet? I do. I do. It's called Standing in Strength, Inspirational Stories of Finding Power Within. I love it. I'm going to be in the next book too. Save a chapter for me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us. I can't. It was an honor and a privilege and I'm so glad to speak to you and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the JTD Coaches Me podcast. You can find additional resources and information about Joanne at jtdcoachesme.com. Please make sure to subscribe to this podcast for updates and new episodes. You can also follow Joanne on social media under JTD Coaches Me. 